welcome to the Rob Burgess Show. I'm, of course, your host, Rob Burgess. On this, our 226th episode, our guest is me. This is my 15th solo episode. For a complete list, check the show notes. I am a 28-time award-winning journalist whose work has appeared in print, radio, online, and television. I am currently technology reporter for Wealth Management Magazine. Most recently, I was editor of the Wabash Plain Dealer, news editor of Nuvo, managing editor of the Indiana Lawyer, and city editor, opinion page editor, and editorial board member of the Kokomo Tribune. I was also a reporter at WFHB, the Times Mail, the Reporter Times, Ukiah Daily Journal, and Ukiah Valley Television. Oh yeah, and I'm also the proprietor of the podcast, The Rob Burgess Show. And now on to the show. Yes, I'm back. I'm excited to be with you. Got a lot to talk about. First of all, thank you to everyone who has followed me on Mastodon. I uh, mentioned in the last solo episode of The Rob Burgess Show, which, in case you were curious, was episode 220. This is uh, number 226. Uh, but on episode 220, I mentioned that I was, after almost seven years, I was leaving Twitter, taking my podcast talents to the Mastodon situation instance server. You can follow me there at newsy, N-E-W-S-I-E dot social forward slash the at sign the rob burgish show all one word and uh if you follow me i'll follow you back if you like anything i do i will probably find you and follow you back if you respond i'll follow you back you can say something mildly critical and i'll still follow you back if you're abusive or weird i might block you or mute you but i mostly just follow everyone back and i mostly just share everything that someone sends me so i'm very sociable on there and it's paying off in spades because it took me like i said almost seven years of on being the podcast being on twitter for me to get to you know 2700 and some followers on there i have received that same amount in three months on mastodon without breaking a sweat and i don't think i've gotten remarkably more witty or clever i still say the same old stuff i always do on on twitter but i feel like it's finally getting around the way it always should have been i feel like twitter was definitely throttling uh my voice i'm not saying i was like shadow banned or whatever but i think unless you like pay for ads or whatever they definitely suppress you if you don't pony up i mean it's an advertising business after all there's a profit motive of course it's like that but Mastodon is not like that. It's whatever's best and what people like the most. And it's a finally, I feel like I'm getting a little bit more of a fair shake in the social media realm. And also, I really like, as an aside, on Mastodon, there's no quote tweeting, which has actually turned out to be a great blessing in disguise because I was even falling into the trap of Twitter of just hate following people and hate looking at their accounts and then like slam dunking on them whenever I thought I had something clever or quippy to say about, you know, whatever mouth breathing, knuckle dragging thing that they had to say coming out of their mouth. Like I needed to be the one to like say something about it. No, you don't need to be the one live your life. You know, you got your own life, live it, do your own thing. 
say your say your say what you know talk your talk but just do it on your own thing and i think that's been a great lesson for me and i I think it's actually cut down on my like scrolling i don't really scroll the way i used to i used to scroll twitter and i think you know i wasn't maybe even conscious of it on the front of my mind but it was just a slam dunk on people like i said like i'm just looking for who said the most ridiculous thing that i could just like totally you know stuff them in a locker metaphorically for (laughs) but mastodon's not like that it's uh it's very pleasant uh, and I have enjoyed meeting everyone on there and, uh, thank you for everyone that has followed me back and yeah, let's, let's keep it going. I'm, I'm really enjoying it. It's, it's been super fun. Um, so again, newsy, N E W S I E dot social forward slash the at sign, the Rob Burgess show, all one word. I will link to all this in the show notes. Don't worry. You don't have to like get a pen and paper or whatever i will like find the linking situation so in closing get on mastodon it's fun we're all having a blast over there get off of twitter people it's done the party's over sorry to say like i said last time uh it was fun while it lasted but it's over now so i think everyone who's still on there complaining about twitter on twitter just stop it just get off it's okay there's other ways there's no you know what i'm gonna you know i'm gonna say this too i'm on post i don't like it quite as much i'm it's okay I use that more for like my professional facing stuff. Like I post articles I write, you know, follow me on post too. It's not as good uh, as Mastodon in my opinion, but definitely follow on Mastodon. Get off of Twitter, people. It's over. Party's done. Uh, Elon, you've already seen him in action. I don't need to say anything else. He, <laughs> he tells on himself every single day about exactly the type of person he is. So don't worry. I don't need to say another word. You can, you've got the message. He makes sure of it loud and clear. You never, you can't get away from it. So the other thing, uh, several things to talk about. One of the things I definitely want to talk about is I won some more awards, Uh, and when I mean some more, I mean more than I've ever won at one time in my entire life as a writer. I was just floored, flabbergasted, amazed, stunned. Uh, What other adjectives can I use to describe the feelings that I had? I am now a 28-time award-winning journalist. I won nine awards on September 23rd, 2022. So on that day, the Hoosier State Press Association 2022 Journalism Awards were announced at a ceremony at the Biltwell Event Center in Indianapolis. I won, like I said, nine awards that day. I was floored. Four of them were first place. One of them, one of the first place ones was for best editorial page. So that entry actually was three separate entries in one, and it was three examples. So the editor's note is a story published on the front of the Saturday, September 11th paper profiled Sharp Creek Elementary School teacher Amber Bretzman's lessons to her fifth graders about 9-11. She had her students write acrostic poems, which used the first letters of each line to spell out a word. These are some of the poems they wrote. And then I included all the poems that the students wrote on that page. So that was actually a follow-up to another story that had uh, actually been part of another winning entry for the Society of Professional Journalists that I had talked about in a previous episode. So the other two entries featured uh, letters to the editor that were in 
proponents of or in opposition to the Department of Natural Resources planned forest management at Salamone. That was a contentious issue that I had also appeared in a front series of front page stories that we had done. So, so one of the other first place awards was for best website. And uh, I was basically in charge of the entire Wabash Plain Dealer website. So I just gave them access to it and said, uh, have a look. And they said it was the best. Next one that I won first place for uh, was for best business or economic news coverage. This was a special one for me because I did also win first place last time as well in the same category. And last time it was for a series of articles I had done on family farms, just specifically farms in Wabash County, Indiana, that had been in the same family for generations and how they were getting by and the struggles and and how they had changed over the years. And this one uh, was for a series of local efforts to combat population loss, which, of course, many communities around the nation are facing uh, too. So it's not a, a unique issue to just Wabash County, but it definitely is an issue that's very important. Last one that I won first place for was uh, Best Short Feature Story. That was for a story I wrote um, called A Bible, A Photo, and a Flag. That was about the aftermath of a terrible, complete loss house fire uh, at the home of a woman named uh, Sherry Swinger. And uh, she luckily escaped unharmed, and uh, no one no one was injured, but she lost everything in her house, except uh, family the family Bible photo of her parents and a folded United States flag. So, all right. So these next two were kind of unique. Um, I won second place and third place in the headline writing category, which I have one in before, but I tell, I take great pride in that category. I always like making up funny and clever headlines when I can. Uh, my winning entry, uh, for second place was library renovation and expansion remain overdue after rejection. And then third place was woman's clubhouse buzzes with excitement. The next one was also very special to me as well. Um, this was second place for best general news photo, and this was a photo titled Making Every Drop Count, in which Wabash Mayor Scott Long received the city's first initial dose of the COVID-19 vaccine. I won uh, third place for best portrait, and... That was uh, titled Summer Fun at the Libraries. It was of a little girl at the North Manchester Library sliding down the slip and slide in front of the library. And that photo appeared on the front and it won another photography award. So I was incredibly happy with that. So the last one that I won an award for that day for was best profile feature and this was for an interview i did with alice cooper yes that alice cooper um it was called welcome to alice cooper's nightmare he was playing honeywell center in wabash and i got a chance to talk to him for about 15 minutes on the phone and i 
feel like I did a really good job on that story. He, he was a very gracious interview. So the story turned out really well. You should check that one out. All of this that I'm saying right now is available on my website, thisburgess.com. So everything I'm saying, don't worry, it's all there. Um, you can look, you can read all these stories and read more about all this. So anyway, that was what happened in September. Very exciting. In October, even more excitement. I, uh, officially left my job at the Wabash Plain Dealer as the editor, which I had been since June of 2019 until October of 2022. And in October of 2022, I became technology reporter for Wealth Management Magazine. So I'm very excited about that. I have a list of my stories on thisburgess.com. You can check it out and uh, see my author page and all that. So thank you. I'm so, I'm so grateful for everything. Thank you for reading my work. Thank you for looking at my pictures. Thank you for listening to this podcast. So I, I need to talk a little bit more about current events because I, the occasion of the last little episode was the now traditional post election roundup that I've been doing the last couple of major elections. So we talked about those things that had happened in the November election. Yeah, there's been some some changes since then. When I had recorded that one, the runoff in Georgia, I didn't think had happened yet. I don't think it happened yet. So Warnock had not beaten Walker, which should have not have been close, but it, it was close. And fortunately, uh, Herschel Walker did not become senator, um, and Raphael Warnock did. So... I'll leave that where that is. But after that happened, uh, Kirsten Cinema basically showed us who she all we all we, we always knew who she was, and then she just came out and showed us. So she left the Democratic Party, be, registered as an independent. Yeah, okay, about what I expected. So no surprises there, right? Anybody surprised? I don't think so. All right, so that's that's that. Now, I do want to talk about something else that touches on something I spoke about last time. Now, you, you may have uh, remembered, and I hope you did go and experience and read these and listen to these things that I recommended. So, we talked about gerrymandering last time, and I spoke at length about the problems with redistricting in America. Uh, I still recommend you go check out the Brennan Center for Justice article, What Went Wrong with New York's Redistricting. And also the This American Life episode number 784, Map Maker, Map Maker, Make Me a Map. There are links to these in the show notes. I'll make sure of it. I mentioned these last time. I hope you check those out. If you haven't, please do so. Very important issue. Okay. So last time I spoke about how, and I went on for quite a bit longer about this, but in summary, New York Democrats have a lot of explaining to do in terms of map making in the state of New York. They presented a gerrymandered map in favor of Democrats. The map was thrown out. They didn't participate in the remedial process. Therefore, old redistricting lines that had been drawn 10 years before went snap snap into effect. Okay. The fallout has been, it seems, 
if that had gone differently, possibly, Democrats may not have lost the House. Or they would have gotten a heck of a lot closer than they are now to not losing it. And that they completely fumbled the bag here. And adding to that a growing body of evidence is, I would direct your attention to a episode of the New Yorker Radio Hour called A Local Paper Sounded the Alarm on George Santos. Nobody listened. George Santos, as you probably know, is a Republican newly elected to Congress. Before this redistricting debacle, was seen as kind of an outsider candidate. Nobody took him that seriously. Nobody thought he had a chance of winning. He was the only one who stepped up because no one else did because it seemed like a lost cause because they were still operating on the old districts for... New York's third congressional district. Okay, so then this map-making thing happens where the Democrats don't participate in the remedial process. The court says we've got to do something for the election. They snap it back to the old lines. Now, all of a sudden, it's competitive again because the lines are not where people thought they were going to be. And now we have this George Santos person, if that's even his real name, in congress now and it seems that he's pretty much lied about every single part of his biography it's stunning there's no seems like there's no part of him that's genuine at all to go over some of the things i remember hearing he said that he had a company that employed people that were killed at the uh the nightclub in orlando he's gay by the way and a republican which is interesting he said he was Jewish and then said later that he was Jew-ish, like kind of like a Jewish person. What does that mean? I mean, it means that he's a complete liar about everything. He's also from Brazil. I don't know. There just doesn't seem to be anything genuine about this guy. I can't believe he is still in Congress. I know people are making moves, but it doesn't seem like there's a lot people can do. I hope that he, his obvious campaign fraud that had to have occurred, because if you, that's a whole nother issue where it's like, you won't have to report payments under like what, $200. So every charge he had was like one ninety nine ninety nine, it's like 1500 of them. And it's like, well, what? So it's like, you don't have to report that. But everything was just one penny under what you would have to say it was for. So hopefully that kind of stuff will trip him up and get him out. But it's just amazing that he hasn't just been expelled, even from the Republican Party. But, you know, they need every... Kevin McCarthy, you know, got publicly humiliated, and he finally got through after getting rejected however many times. And he needs every vote in the House to do his whatever ridiculous wheel spinning they're going to do for the next two years. So, yeah, so he's not, like, really calling for him to resign. Or really, I mean, not in any way that matters. I think the Democrats and the Republicans both have some explaining to do with this entire situation. The Democrats, because of what we talked about with the redistricting process in New York, and 
don't get me wrong, like I've talked about before, Republicans do gerrymandering way more, but it is a bipartisan problem. It has been for years. It's just whoever's in power. And the Republicans have just, in general, been more shameless about it. Um, lately, at least. And But there, here, here we have a case of, of Democratic in the other direction, and look, look where it got him. Got him George Santos. That's where it got him, among other things. But yes, please go to my link tree on a different note. My link tree has every way that you can listen to and support and follow and like and subscribe and rate and review and just, you know, generally experience the Rob Burgess show and in everything that it offers. Uh, please join my newsletter. I said that last time and I said I would do it and I really will. And now that I'm set up on Mastodon, I'm going to focus on this newsletter because really like getting myself up and running on Mastodon and off of Twitter has been quite, quite a task. I, you know, it takes a lot of time because I do go back and follow back every single one of you that interact with me on Mastodon, just like I did on Twitter. Um, so I, I do take it seriously and that is, I'm pretty sure part of how I built my audience on there, but just much faster on Mastodon. So, but that's been quite a, undertaking but i am going to focus on my newsletter now that i've got a good amount of support on mastodon not that i'm you know always looking for more come on join the party anyway my newsletter tinyletter.com forward slash the rob burgess show check the show notes it'll be there check the link tree it'll be there too link tree is l-i-n-k-t-r dot e-e forward slash the rob burgess show uh, tip jar, you can support the podcast via PayPal. There's a link to that on the link tree. Subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts. Follow on SoundCloud. Subscribe on YouTube. Follow on Amazon Music. Follow on Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio. Subscribe on Player FM. Subscribe on Android. TheRobBurgessShow.com. ThisBurgess.com. I already told you the Mastodon, but one more time. Newsy.social forward slash at sign the Rob Burgess show. Like on Facebook if you want to. I don't do much on there. I have one for my writing, kind of. I don't I really don't use it all that much, but I'm there. If you're there, say hi. Mostly just newsletter and Mastodon two big ways to get in hold of me that's that's basically it so anyway that's all i had for for now i've got so much more exciting episodes coming remember when i said that last time and guess what had some great episodes since then right you've been listening uh let's see i just had the let's let's go back through the list i don't usually anymore go back through all the episodes but I, but just since the last time I, we talked governor eric holcomb of indiana yeah my wife ash burgess came back to talk about christmas my old co-worker and friend dan grossman from nuvo now of indie correspondent also has a book tom maxwell formerly of Squirrel Nut Zippers was also on the podcast. Senator Todd Young of Indiana. Yeah, 
Governor Holcomb and Senator Young. Yeah. And that's just the last couple episodes. So when I say big, big things, I mean big things. So keep listening and support and tell tell other people about the Rob Burgess show. I knew you, everyone talks about podcasts. Throw, throw the Rob Burgess show out there when somebody's like, what podcast should I listen to? Hey, you know, just throw it out there. See what happens. Put out in the universe. Anyway, thank you to everyone for listening, for reading, for supporting in any way. I appreciate you all. I'll talk to you soon. Take care of yourselves. Bye-bye.